beautiful. Hey, hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Noisy Basement Files, my multimedia podcast where every week we reminisce on the TV, movies, and music we love from years past. My name is Nate. Thank you so much for joining me. And this week for File 5, we're going to 2013. We're going to look at the dramatic thriller Prisoners starring Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. There's some great acting and suspense here, and this one was a surprise for me. I hadn't heard of it or seen it until this year, so let's dive in. I think this is my fourth time trying to do this show. The third time, I went for about a half an hour and realized that my mixer stopped recording. So that's fun. What are you going to do? It's technology. It's almost kind of amazing that it didn't happen more times within these first four episodes. But how's everybody doing? I am doing great. These early mornings are not getting any easier, but I have no other time I can really be doing this. So it just kind of is what it is. And, uh, I'm just going to keep doing it because it's fun to do. And that's why we do things, because they're fun to do. But I'm excited talking about this movie. When I saw it very recently, I was totally blown away. Just totally blown away. It's long. It's very stressful. And the acting is great. There are some great performances here. And I'm excited to talk about it. We got it from the library. Where we get a lot of our stuff. Netflix, you know, they don't always have what you're looking for. But you can go to the library and you can see everything kind of at once. There's no scrolling. There's no clicking. There's no uh, trailers. You just kind of go off of box art and stuff this one was suggested by somebody that uh, my wife knows we both watched it together and I was just completely blown away I thought it was absolutely fantastic and I figured since it was fresh in my mind why not talk about it but um, I spent a lot of time over the last week trying to think about things to do for the show because I just don't think that it's quite long enough And uh, I thought uh, one of the first things would be to just kind of shoot the snot at the beginning of the episode before talking about the the media at hand for the week and uh, the uh, um, that and, you know, talking about things that I've been watching and music that I've been listening to and just things that have been kind of going on. Last week, I dealt with my first um, technical mishap. And uh, it was when I was recording the Jackass episode. And when I went to, uh, um, you know, cut the video and and edit the audio and stuff, the last minute or so of the video had been corrupted. I didn't see anything while I was doing it. So who knows, maybe this whole video won't be be working either. But uh, uh, the last minute or so of the video was just completely corrupted. I had to cut it off when it played in iMovie it was just it was just black screen with like some like a static bar across the top and then just noise loud horrible noise and uh there was no there was no warning for it i didn't see any blip 
on the computer screen it was just it was just there so i had to cut it out but it was a good learning experience i was able to put something else in its place and it was what it was and uh you know this is what happens when you're using old equipment because you don't want to buy new equipment but that's the thing that's so cool about podcasting is that the barrier for entry is very low if you have a semi-modern computer and a microphone if you can get your hands on a on some kind of interface like a, a cheaper interface even you you the camera's already on the computer you can just plug into the interface get everything set up the way that you need it and and that's it the barrier for entry is very very low it's not like being in a band or trying to you know make a movie which i suppose you could it would be very difficult and the quality would be very poor but even like like with a podcast it's usually just a person sitting and talking and so all you need is uh, uh really even then all you need is a microphone um i'm just recording the video because i wanted to learn to do both of these things at once that's why i started to do this because i wanted to learn how to I wanted to get better at editing audio because I thought it would help. Uh, once I got good enough at it, I thought it would help me uh, when, when I was making music later on. And I wanted to edit video. I, I don't know whether anyone will watch this or not. I, I don't. Uh, I don't expect anyone to watch it, but it would be certainly nice for somebody to watch and listen. And I don't think we've had that yet. But uh, we're only five episodes in, so I guess we'll see what happens. But I have been trying to figure out the best way to just keep my intake of media constant just to be fresh for the show. Um, and I'm probably thinking way too far out here. But that's part of the reason why I uh, wanted to do TV, movies, and music. Because I like those things, but it also gives you more to talk about. And uh, But at the same time, I've only watched and listened to so much stuff. And eventually that well runs dry. And even if I watched nothing else or listened to nothing else forever, I'd have enough to go on for a while. But just I, my mind is in this is in this uh, famine state all the time. Just I'm like worried about everything. And, and what, you know, I was like, oh, what, what, what happens, you know, 10 years from now? I, I'm going to run out of stuff to talk about. It's like, well, I guess you just got to start watching stuff. <laughs> And that's kind of where the idea of this episode came because I just watched the movie recently and I'm like, well, it was really good. And I'm now that it's fresh in my mind, I might as well talk about it. Um, and on top of that, I just I'd like to before doing a show revisit the subject matter because the first the first few episodes I, I was able to kind of scoot by without having to do that just because I had I, I had taken those things in so many times
but trying to get into the schedule of of but that of course involves generally planning a few weeks out which i i I am doing okay at but like i'd I'd like to know probably a month at least a month ahead what i'm going to do because then i can plan around what i'm going to watch um notes that i'm going to take i have to make the you know the thumbnails for the for the audio and the video files because doing all that stuff all at once is just kind of annoying and uh but it's fun. It's fun learning these things, what's important, what's not. And, um, oh, another thing would be my, uh, my note taking is absolutely abysmal. It is subpar at best. And, uh, and that's how it's always been. Even in school, I just feel like the notes I take, I take notes just for the sake of taking notes and they're not useful they just they they offer like they offer no benefit there's like a few bullet points on there i would almost do better at just kind of sitting and meditating and thinking on the subject about what i'm gonna say and then going at it that way because it's like when i have the notes it's like i either i either read them verbatim which is not really okay or maybe it is i just feel like it's not or i just don't use them at all like i like having some brief bullet points on the media at hand, uh, the people involved, maybe some of the other things that they did, and then a brief synopsis of, of, of what it is. I don't really know what else to do. But just like you know, doing this, I guess, I guess it would just come in time, just doing it again and again and again, and just working out the stuff that works best and not doing the things that don't seem to be working. And, uh, same with talking. I I don't think I'm a particularly good talker. I don't think I get my points across very well or, or form entirely coherent sentences, especially in public. So that's another reason I wanted to do this is I just feel like if you talk regularly, you know, this is an hour or so a week where I can just, where I can just spit stuff off of my, off of my head. Some of it is planned, obviously, but, um, I'd like to get better at public speaking and just talking in general because I don't think it's something that I'm very good at. And I think it's a, a problem a lot of people think that they have. And, um, you know, because I don't want to make a fool of myself, which is probably what I'm doing right now. But I, I don't really think that there's a better way to learn something than to just do it again and again and again. That's the problem I have with watching videos on how to do stuff or like reading books on how to do stuff is because my brain can't decipher between doing something exactly the way that they say and finding my own way to do it. So I'd rather just find my own way to do it. Like most of the videos online about starting a podcast, they're going to be like, be as narrow as possible, target your audience. You know, you know, if you want to do a knitting podcast about, uh, um, you know, clowns and unicorns, um, you know, that that's, that's the way to go where it's, where it's like, as entertaining as a show that that would be to listen to 
that's just I guess that's just not what I'm interested in but you know TVs movies music it's probably too broad I probably should have just picked one of the things but and maybe it's maybe it's not too late to change that but uh, we're we're gonna go with this format for the foreseeable future until I decide otherwise um but we got the the movie from the library and that was uh before I get into what I've been watching and listening to that was the last thing I wanted to talk about was the uh the library um don't sleep on your local libraries you would be amazed what they have um Netflix is great Hulu's great Disney's great um Apple TV not so great but all those streaming platforms they have their benefits but when once you start scrolling it's like searching something up on Google once you get to like the second page of something or the third page of something when you're looking for a movie to watch in Netflix once you scroll past a certain point you're like I've never heard of any of these they have quantity and while a lot of the stuff that they have is great, they don't have the most consistent library. I think a lot of their original programming is really good. Um, I've watched plenty of it. I've watched some of their movies. I think a lot of their shows are better than their movies as far as their original programming goes. But, you know, if you uh, if you wanted to watch the sopranos if you wanted to watch uh game of thrones i can't think of anything else right now but but there's a lot of really good stuff out there that you you can only get on a very specific platform or you have to get it on physical media dvd blu-ray that sort of thing uh, anyone who's never been to their local library i'm sure not all libraries are are created equal but like our library for instance has so much stuff aside from all the books there's probably 250,000 books in in the library I, I the spatial format in my brain could be slightly off but there's a lot um there's got to be 3,000 movies there's got to be a thousand shows they have CDs, they have magazines, they have newspapers. And if there's really something that you can't find, um, they're connected to a bunch of other libraries in the area so that you can request something and they'll just ship it for pickup for free. It's amazing. Through the power of innovation and technology, we have jumped forward about nine hours I got home from work to finish the podcast. What an unbelievable change of pace. So I just want to get into a few, uh, what I've been watching and uh, what I've been listening to before we start talking about prisoners. Uh, when I was on vacation a couple of weeks ago, we switched over to T-Mobile from Verizon because we were getting royally ripped off. And T-Mobile just gave us Netflix and Apple TV. So I've been catching up on some Netflix stuff. I haven't explored much Apple TV. It, it doesn't really seem like they have all that much. 
bought Netflix. We've been using Netflix for for years and years, and we just uh, we we dropped them some point last year. But I was able to catch up on the last season of Cobra Kai, which is fantastic. I love Cobra Kai. It's so special, and it something they're not going to be able to do anything like that on tv for a long time everything the way everything came together for that show all of the actors and actresses coming back from the movies it just really hits that nostalgia button which is really important for me it can be cheesy it can be campy at times but the episodes are just the right size they're just the right length for me easy to take in everything everything looks great the 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 stories are cool the way that they call back to things from the movies i'm curious to see where it goes i think they might have made a deal for a couple more seasons but when that show is over i would love to do an episode on Cobra Kai. And uh, a couple weeks ago, I, me and my wife started watching Game of Thrones, finally. We bit the bullet. Library again. Um, got They had the first season. They have almost the whole series at the library. And, uh, we, you know, we're almost done with the first season, and it's good. I'm sure it gets better. And, uh, it you know, I'm excited to see what happens. Um, on the no movies within the last few weeks, probably music wise, I revisited some, I went back to Bill Wirtz, um, which I do every few months cause he'll put out a song at a time and I'll just wait a while before I listen to stuff. That way it's almost kind of like getting an EP or an album or something like that from, from him. And, uh, he's great. He's just totally unique. Nobody sounds like him. Really just a good vibe. I am. I went and listened to some older Mashuga, some Destroy, Erase, Improve, and Chaos Fear. Love Mashuga. That they're nine. They were so heavy in the nineties. I mean, they're they're heavy now. They're they're without a doubt one of the heaviest bands of all time just so but that sound they had in the 90s it was just like scary it's so good so heavy great songs great riffs and i went back and listened to fear inoculum again tools newer album from 2019 and it is so good. It's great. I have listened to it nearly as much as as their older albums, but I'd like to listen to it a few more times. And the last thing I wanted to talk about before getting into the movie is uh, uh, listening, how, how we listen to our music. Um, it's different for everybody. Some people listen to it mostly in the car. Some people listen to it on their phones on speakers they'll have some people have a big stereo system i listen to most of my music on these little bluetooth in-ears that that we got probably from they're probably like some amazon no-name brand that we got for like ten dollars but you know they're fine sound quality is not great but 
I, I listen to most of my music on those things because I can be doing other things. Unfortunately, this day and age, people just don't have the time to listen to music like they used to. So I'm pretty much almost always doing something while listening to music, mowing the lawn, doing the laundry, doing the dishes, cleaning, vacuuming, whatever. But when the, because they're rechargeable, so when the batteries die, it goes battery low. And the closer and closer it gets to dying, it does it more and more. And, uh, you know, when I listen to Tool, I I like a lot of progressive music. and, And when I listen to Tool, it's just fun to like, it's fun to count and try and figure out the measures and stuff like that. The song Fear Inoculum, by the way, the first weird part is in 11, I believe. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to count on one. Battery low. Oh man, you gotta wait for it to come around again. One, two, three. Battery low. It's just like, come on, man, you're killing me. You know, took me a while to figure that one out in between the battery low. <laughs> anyway, that's what I've been up to. So let's get into this movie. This is, this movie was a big surprise for me. It kind of slipped by, and I thought it was awesome. It's really long. It's 153 minutes. That's almost two and a half hours. And it is very stressful. The whole movie is very stressful. And we'll get into that. But it came out on August 20th, 2013. Some, you know, whatever festival it debuted at. Budget for the movie was $46 million. Box office was $122 million, Directed by Dennis Villanova. Villeneuve, I don't know how you pronounce it, I'm very sorry, also did Arrival, the newer Blade Runner movie, and uh, the newer Dune movie, Uh, music by Johan Johansson, which is what you heard uh, in the beginning, that was the main theme, who also did the music for Theory of Everything, and also Arrival, so worked with Denis Villanova on the arrival the movie is very long and the 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 stressful atmosphere of the film starts right away um there's going to be spoilers here i'll make sure to put it in the description but i'm pretty much just going to spoil this whole movie i'm assuming if you're watching this that you've already seen it watching this or listening to this but the story revolves around mainly uh hugh jackman his character and jake gyllenhaal hugh jackman who is uh keller dover in the movie him and his family including uh grace dover played by maria bello and um their daughter i didn't Put the actresses for the daughters' names down. The two daughters. They're in some kind of a. Uh, they're at some kind of a like a get together. Like a, I think it's like a, a Thanksgiving uh, dinner with a, a local family that they're friends with. The Birches. There's Nancy Birch and Franklin Birch, played by Viola Davis, and Terrence Howard, and um, their daughter Joy, the Dover's daughter Anne, go off playing. Uh, and looking for a lost whistle that that Anne has lost, and they go missing. 
this is n no more than 10 minutes into the movie they go missing uh, in a 153-minute in movie. But a few minutes before that happens, they are out and about doing things, and there's an RV on the side of the road where they uh, believe there's someone in it, and uh, the driver of the RV becomes uh, suspect number one in the chase to find the girls, uh, and that is Alex Jones, played by Paul Dano. And I, I thought I'd recognized him from another movie, and I went digging and digging, and I just couldn't figure it out. At first, I thought he was one of the band members from Detroit Rock City, because they, they, I thought they looked kind of similar, but I was way off on that one. And the case is led by Detective Loki, who is Jake Gyllenhaal's character. He plays a great character in this movie. He plays this awesome detective who's like, in, in the story, has like never failed a case and it's probably kind of gone to his head he's a little bit pompous he's kind of an asshole um but he plays the character really really well and um his dynamic with Hugh Jackman's character who's just this you know distraught father Alex Jones is caught but is soon released from custody because there is no evidence in the van of the girls. There's no fight, there's no there's no blood, there's no hair, there's nothing. So within 48 hours or whatever it is, the police chief lets him go. This is after Detective Loki continues the search. He questions... Uh, Alex Jones and his aunt who he lives with Holly Jones who is a widow and took Alex in when he was a child which is important later in the movie one thing I noticed about the uh, I don't know where they filmed this but I loved the I loved the atmosphere of the town that they were in the the whole movie was it was like it was like dark and foggy and it almost looked like it was raining um and then the houses just had this like really brawny wilderness vibe to them those are terrible adjectives but they reminded me a lot of of kind of back roads of where i grew up very rural everyone was driving trucks after a handful of, um, when Alex Jones is released from custody, Keller Dover goes and confronts him at the jail as he's being left, and uh, he's whispered something into his ear, which leads him to believe that Alex Jones knows more than uh, uh, it is being led on, and... Uh, Paul Dano's character, this Alex Jones, is... I love when actors... Because I'm assuming he doesn't sound the way he does in the movie in real life. I love when actors, especially when they're playing someone who's just clearly unhinged, when they just completely change their voice. 
obviously there's Heath Ledger playing the Joker. There was uh, uh, this movie, I think it was Old Grit. Was that the one with Jeff Bridges and uh, Josh Brolin's character? He's, he's playing this like this like toothless Westerner. Here, what are you doing there? And he's just completely transformed his voice. He's totally unhinged. And this Paul Dano, Paul Dano's character, Alex Jones, he's like in the in the story, he basically it has like a a ten year old's um education level, a ten year old's brain, whatever. He's like a child basically. He doesn't understand anything above like a like a second or third grade level uh, of understanding reading anything like that and his voice is this this high-pitched and he's really quiet and he doesn't say very much and i love when actors do that it just adds so much to the to the film and he whispers something to keller dover which leads him to believe that there's you know there's there's more going on here so keller stalks him and and captures him and then him and and franklin birch uh proceed to it basically torture him and it's it's pretty it's pretty brutal um there's not much more going on in the movie than than him just like beating the snot out of him there was like a they were going to involve a you know he was trying to scare him and involve a hammer and stuff but he didn't end up you know he didn't end up doing anything to him um and after failing to get anything out of him, and then and then uh, Nancy Birch comes, and you know she tries to tries to get him to tell them where the kids are. She tries to she unties him, and then he tries to attack, and and it's just this big giant mess. And then eventually, Keller Dover builds this this isolation box inside a, a shower bed for him so he traps him inside the only opening is this little hole that you can talk through and the shower is hooked up to be either really really hot like boiling hot or ice cold and he just goes back and forth and it's this psychological torture and he's just like screaming and it is it is insanely brutal and it's and you can watch Hugh Jackman's descent into basically going crazy to try and and find out where his daughter is um after a handful of days when the girl the they don't they don't say the girls are dead but after in you know in real life if, if people go missing after a certain amount of after for the first few days the chances of finding people become exponentially more and more bleak so the neighborhood is holding this candlelit vigil and there's this total creep there and detective loki is there and completely spots spots him right away he starts to kind of you know follow him a little bit and the guy just darts and i didn't look up this guy's name he looked pretty similar to and anybody who's seen the movie is probably thinking the same thing but he was a very similar character to the to the alex jones character you know, totally unhinged, total creepo, you know, diddler kind of thing. And after a police sketch, um, 
Detective Loki finds out where he lives. And this is probably my favorite scene in the movie when he goes to the guy's house and he knocks on the door and he's just, uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character is just, he, he's like, he's really kind of an asshole, but, uh, you know, he knows what he's doing. You know, he knocks on the guy's door. He's like, hey man, you know, you, you live here? Why'd you run away from me the other night? And the guy's just like, oh, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And it's just, it's just great. And then the guy tries to get away and he just bashes the door in and knocks him out, you know, and handcuffs him. And then this guy has just bins of bloody children's clothes all over his house uh, with with snakes and bloody children's clothes and and mazes. And um, I remember when I first saw the case for the DVD, because that's how we we played it on DVD from the library. In the O for the prisoners, it has a maze in it. And this is the first time that that comes up. Um, so which would lead you to believe that this is the guy that, that, that took the girls. But it ends up being that he's just this like total creep that buys children's clothes at like the local thrift store and covers them in it ended up being like pig's blood or something like that and there's just there's like snakes everywhere and it is, it is he's just a total freak the mazes are an important part of the story as far as uh, as far as where the girls are but before all this is known they present the clothing to Keller Dover who identifies some of the clothing to be his uh, his girls and um, at that point he goes back to where he has Alex Jones trapped and um, is able to extract information on it. and it's not really much information but he gets him to kind of crack a little bit and he, he brings up the, the mazes and at that point uh, Joy is found, who is the, the Birch's daughter. She was found just like wandering the highway or something like that, and they bring her to the hospital. When everybody goes to visit her in the hospital, she is having flashbacks of being trapped because she sees Keller, who earlier in the movie was in Holly and Alex's house and she recognized them from there because that's where she was trapped and when she says that she's like you know she's like and you were there and you were there and it was an interesting part of the movie because because I'm dumb and I, I didn't really get it at first I thought there was going to be this big twist and Keller was going to be the guy that like made them disappear because if it was a bad movie that's what they would have done because there'd be, be this like weird plot hole because he was in the house with the family the whole time. But like that's where my brain went initially. And it almost kind of starts to look like that because he jets from the hospital when Loki shows up and the, he ends up trying to chase him down. And uh, at that point, he had already been in the abandoned house where he had, he had kept uh, Alex Jones. But he didn't. He, he never actually found him there. 
but he had figured that he was going to go run there anyway. So that's when he went and, and realized that he was there. But at that point, that point, Keller has gone back to Holly Jones's house and he's trying to play like the, you know, hey, I'm sorry about what happened earlier. You know, I'm a carpenter. Can I can I fix your door? You know, he goes in and he's he's like, you know, I don't I don't want to have to hurt you. But she had the upper hand. She has the gun on him. And uh, at that point, everything just kind of everything in the movie kind of unfolds. She's the one that steals the kids. Um, I forgot about the uh, the priest, the uh, uh, Loki in, in trying to figure out what's happening with the girls goes and questions this uh, this priest who he must who he must no personally i can't remember what the connection was but uh you know he goes in the guy's just totally passed out on on bourbon and stuff finds a dead body in his basement which ends up being the uh i, I believe is the was the husband of who is the uh uh husband of of holly jones and then when he he finds the picture of them in the house he's got the maze necklace on it you can see him like kind of wince he's like oh man i missed that one and he's like darn you know um where was i i had to jump back to the to the priest because the body was the was the husband so she pulls the gun on keller this is back at her house and then she makes him drink this, you know, this stuff that drugs him up. And, and then they try, and she, she traps him underneath this, uh, this Trans Am or whatever it is that they have in their, in their backyard where they had originally kept the girls. And he's like, I'm not going to go in there because you asked me, you're going to have to shoot me. And she's, you know, she's like, no problem. Shoots him in the leg, finds the lost whistle down there. So Loki figures out what's going on, ends up back. Uh, ends up back in the house at the at the Jones's house discovers the the aunt Holly Jones drugging and and uh, you know shoots her he gets shot in the head and that's a that's a great scene that's like that's suspense and just stress at its finest because he's like he's driving as fast as he can to the emergency room the lighting's all messed up you know there's rain on the windshield and the lights coming in through the windshield and everything you have to kind of squint and he's got like blood going into his eye and you're just like oh man he's not gonna make it and uh luckily he does and this whole time this whole time after keller ran away from the from the hospital they just think he ran away he like becomes a suspect and they think that he ran away the crew is cleaning up the the you know all the stuff going on at the Joneses house and and there's like mannequins and dead bodies and all this weird stuff in the in the yard and you know they go to leave and and right as the movie ends he starts to hear the whistle because Keller found the whistle and it's like and it's one of those things where the the movie ended and I'm like come on man it just goes you know the screen just goes black he's like he's like he hears the whistle thinks he hears something and he's like nah that's not anything here's it again 
nah, that's not anything. And then he hears it again. And then you're like, you're waiting for the next thing to happen. And then the screen goes black and you're just like, oh man, come on. But it, it added to it because the whole movie was just so stressful. It's just stressful scene after stressful scene. Where are the girls? What is going on? And then, you know, the girls are found. Now, where is Keller? And then the movie just ends. So it's like you can put two and two together. They leave a lot to the imagination. You obviously know that they, that he's, if the movie were to have continued, he would have found him under the car and who knows what would have happened. Would he have gone to jail? Probably because he was torturing, he kidnapped and tortured somebody. The, and, and, uh, that piece I completely forgot about was one of the people that was interviewed uh, when they were trying to figure out where the where the girls were was the uh, person that used to live at the house that the RV was parked in front of, which ended up being, uh, uh, you know, this old lady that had lived there. Their kid had been, their grandson or whoever it was, had been uh, kidnapped a few decades earlier, which ended up being... Alex Jones and he ends up getting reunited with them at the end and it was kind of cool because the whole first like half three quarters of the movie Alex Jones is the suspect the bad guy and really what ends up happening is he was kidnapped by the Joneses 20 something years ago and he's just kept there the whole time and and his family thinks he's he's dead and so that was kind of a cool addition at the end of the movie, the part of the story where he's reunited and you just, you kind of feel bad for him because he's this full grown person that has the brain of a 10 year old and he is just kind of going along with all of this stuff that his, his aunt is doing doesn't end up even being a blood relative. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I for any like big moments that I forgot. All the acting was so good. I love Hugh Jackman. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of other movies he would have been in around that time because the whole time, the whole time he's you know he's wearing he was he's a a carpenter and it's like it almost looks like it's kind of fall winter time in whatever town that they're in and he's wearing you know these big. Uh, uh, flannel shirts and pants and boots and stuff, but you can still he, you can tell he's still pretty big in this movie. I mean, he's he's definitely if he were if there were like a, a you know a fan service scene and he were to rip his shirt off or something like that, he'd just be like bulging with muscle. You can t- still tell he's like this giant guy, but Hugh Jackman did is just so great in this movie. I love. Hugh Jackman, he's such a great actor. And Jake Gyllenhaal's character, definitely my favorite character in the whole movie. Um, I thought he played a great... I don't know what word it is I'm looking for, but he, he's hes clearly a cop that's a detective that's battling his own inner demons. And uh, I, I think he plays a really good prick. You know, he's, he's kind of a know-it-all but he's got a he's got this attitude on uh Holly Jones who was you know the total 
psycho of the movie played by Melissa Leo, who I don't recognize from anything, unfortunately. Um, I didn't do much research other than other than looking up, you know, what the characters' names were and, and who they were played by. But I really liked the atmosphere of the movie. I don't mind long movies. It's hard to find time to watch them. This was this movie flew by for two and a half hours. It flew by, especially because there it because there was no there was no filler. It started right away. It was stressful right away. So you know, for more than two hours watching this movie, you were you were stressed out trying to you know wonder where the where the girls were. Um, I don't know if I want to start rating these or not towards the end. I am just not an authority in movies whatsoever, so I, I'll probably lay off of that for a while. But I loved it. It was a really big surprise. I'd never heard of it at all. Love Hugh Jackman. Love Jake Gyllenhaal. All the other actors and actresses I thought did a fantastic job. I thought the music was great. There was nothing completely over the top. It was just this this mellow, atmospheric thing throughout. I'd be curious to just hit up Spotify and just kind of you know check out other stuff that, that this Johan has done um, because I really enjoyed it. I hope I didn't forget too much. I hope I didn't piss anybody off. Um, I'm not that smart. And I don't take very good notes. But uh, if you liked the movie, I want you to know that I enjoyed it very much as well. That's really all I have uh, for that. I'm going to send you guys off with a little more music from the movie. And next week will be some kind of album. I have an idea of what I'm going to do. And I'm hoping everybody enjoys it. If I get anybody listening to this that has listened all the way through please feel free to leave uh some criticism i don't know if the if my email is on any of the profiles on on spotify or youtube or anything like that but um if anyone has any type of constructive criticism i am all ears i have no idea what i'm doing I started doing this to learn how to do this computer stuff, and I really have very little idea of what I'm doing. But thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back for File 6 next week. Thank you.